Hi, you guys. Thank you for tuning back to the Sex Room Podcast. I am your host, Chrissy, and I really, 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 really appreciate you guys for supporting me and listening to my podcast. Like, it really means the world to me that you guys would take your time out of your day to listen to me ramble on about sex, dating, and love, you know, and my life. Speaking of my life, I'll give you guys a quick week update on my life. Nothing too special going on other than I am getting Invisalign, which is super duper amazing and exciting and a little bit scary because I don't want to ruin this opportunity for myself. But I'm also um, super excited because my teeth have been literally one of my biggest insecurities I have had throughout my entire life. I've always been made fun of for actually showing people my teeth or talking about my teeth when I was in school. People on the internet, including Instagram, and I'm sure including some of my followers right now, have to always want to question me about my teeth, why I don't show my teeth, do I even have teeth. Like It's really annoying and I am just over it and on top of that. People will judge you based off your teeth, which is funny to me because the the reasons why I don't like my teeth are reasons that I could not help. There are things that were not my fault. They were literally just how they've always been for me, and that's just the way that I was made. And so I just always hid my teeth because I knew that that was just one thing that a lot of people took to heart when it come when it came to a physical attribute and I didn't want to face just like people just talking shit about my teeth or you know people just really disliking me because of my teeth so I am super duper excited and nervous and just happy to start this journey in a month on having better looking teeth you guys like now it might affect my speech a little bit so especially when I have to like put in new trays in my mouth but we'll see I already have a little bit of a lisp anyway but we gonna see how bad it gets and hopefully I can just make it clear like my speech and I can work through it um I forget what day that I go to the orthodontist to get the um get my first trays, well, get all my trays because you get them all at once, but when I get my first tray and I put it in, but I think it's on a Tuesday, so I can try and record my episode before it or whatever for the first time that I have it, but again, I will have to do it with the trays in once I have them in for that next episode, so hopefully it all works out, you know, you guys send all your good energy and your positive energy and all your love towards me, I would greatly appreciate it. But that's like the biggest update other than me going to the chiropractor and my shoulder is still a little bit messed up from my car accident last month. So hopefully I don't have to worry about that too much longer, but we'll see. I'm literally just like ready for my body to be healed so I can just get back to normal and doing the things that I love when it comes to dancing and comes to yoga because I am losing it right now. 
So that's a little bit of update on me. Nothing special. It is, again, 2020. I hope you guys, 2020 is starting off amazing. Mine is starting off okay. You know, I am not trying to just stuff things down my throat that I need to get done, but just slowly checking things off my list, you know, giving yourself that time and that space to actually work things out and get things done, you know, respect yourself, respect your, your time and appreciate the journey you're on and every step you are taking in the moment you're in right now. So I'm trying to figure out what I should call this segment of the show. I'm trying to decide you guys, if you guys have a suggestion on it, let me know right now. I'm going to do for your information, be the name of the segment. It's pretty much just where I either tackle some myths or I educate you guys on something real quick, maybe give you guys a term that you may not know um, that I might talk about on the podcast so that you can learn my language and learn sexual language and relationship language and just things that I say. Like there are some things that I will say today that you may not have heard of before, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to teach you and you're here to learn and we're here to make each other's lives much better. Okay. So for your information, let's talk about edging, also known as peaking, also known as surfing. You know, when I hear surfing, I'm not thinking this, you know, I don't use this. I don't use this term. I don't use surfing to describe this, but apparently some people do, which I don't get because every time I hear surfing, I'm thinking waves. Um, and then I remember Beyonce had said something, um, surfing on that, surfing on that, whatever she said. So I'm thinking about either like riding some dick or riding a wave, you know, I'm not thinking about what edging is, but I can understand why they call it peaking. So edging is pretty much to where you can do this for yourself or your partner can do it for you. Pretty much is where you reach a high level of sexual arousal and you maintain it or you just keep a standstill at that and you don't orgasm, not yet. Like you prolong the arousal before you orgasm. And it's funny because before I even knew this term and like heard of anyone talking about it with me, because I think the first time so I, I actually learned about exactly what edging was, was a guy was telling me that he does it himself. And I was like, oh, I do that too. Like I do that to myself because when I masturbate, because more times than not, I I masturbate. It's not more times than not. This is a fact. I masturbate more than I have sex. So when I do that, I like to extend my masturbation period. I don't want to just masturbate because I can come in within minutes. If I'm using a vibrator, I can come in a minute, you know, but It's like when I'm masturbating, I want to be able to prolong that, get that good feeling a lot longer. And on top of that, when you do prolong it, your orgasm is much better, much stronger. Your body feels so much better. Like after edging and after after I finally come, like I will tell you, I will be like a baby. I will go straight to sleep like I am good 
good night night and I will have amazing sleep. Okay. And on top of that, when it comes to edging, I will get wet like a waterfall. And I'm sure that's with females too. Other females, like, I don't know how many other women do edging. I normally hear, I've heard it from men that men will do edging. I don't know about other females, but I'm sure they do it because I do it. And if I do it, I know there's other females doing it. Why? Because I'm a regular degler schmegler female. Okay. So if you edge, you know, shit, let me know if you know what edging is and you do it and tell me your best experience on when it came to edging and how you felt and stuff, because I want to know. And I can talk about it on the podcast if you would like for me to. So that's what edging is. If you haven't tried it before, I suggest you try it. You can try it with your partner. Try it with yourself. Get yourself to that higher razzle feeling and hold off on that orgasm. Try it. Let me know how you feel. It's going to be amazing. I promise you that. And the orgasm is going to be much better than what you've experienced, been experiencing as if you just masturbate or just get it over with quickly. Okay, so moving on to the main course of today's podcast. So we are going to talk about these things called turn on triggers and turn on triggers were created by this amazingly beautiful, sexy, intelligent lady that has way more schooling than me, way more experience than me when it comes to like sex, relationships, and love. Her name is Shan Booty or Shan Boudram. Shannon Boudram is her full name, Shannon Boudram. And she's just super duper incredible. She's literally the person that has inspired me to really do the love relationship and sex coaching because I initially wanted to be a life coach and be a health coach. But then I discovered Shan and Shan just cut on a light for me and just opened up my eyes to just like this incredible career path. And I am just super duper happy that I have discovered Shan and she is just a light in my world like she really is I don't even know the girl but she's just amazing and I super duper love her and yeah I love learning from her so she came up with six turn on triggers and these turn on triggers are pretty much self-explanatory what it is is that they are these triggers they're things you can do your partner can do to turn you on, to get you in the mood, to get you ready for sex. So if you have problems with a partner not wanting to have sex or you have issues with arousing them, this might be very helpful for you. So I'm going to list the six different ways, six different turn-on triggers. And there are visual, mental, cat slash mouse, transactional, desire and environmental okay so the first one visual it's pretty self-explanatory uh self-explanatory what you see is what you get you see it you want it so example say you come home from a long day of work and your partner wants to get it on okay and you are a visual person 
What your partner should do is dress up sexy, possibly get naked, and be like, baby, I'm ready for you. And boom, that will turn you on if you're a visual person because you need to see it. You got to see it. Got to see that body. You, that just works for you. Next part, next one is mental. Mental is a sapiosexual, if I'm pronouncing this right, I don't know if I am because I never say that word ever, like really don't. Um, and it is mental stimulation, meaning that you need to stimulate them mentally and it's not just, oh, on the first date, let me stimulate you. Our next date, we fucking. Like, no, it don't work like that. You got to constantly stimulate them. You have to stimulate them right before sex. And depending on the person, possibly during sex, okay? It's maybe being smart or just being artistic or creative. Like, really just diving deep in their head and turning them on that way. Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse is like a foreplay, a warm-up type thing where it's like, I'ma touch you, give you a massage, and or I'ma touch you on your hip, see what you do. If you lean in closer to me, like it's kind of like that tit for tat type thing, like I'ma do this, see if you gonna do this type stuff, you know. You want to get that mutual, that mutual want and that mutual agreement when it comes to the cat and mouse thing. Okay. Example of that again is like putting your hand on the hip and maybe she she's touching your face or your neck or leaning in for that kiss and the other person leaning in for the extra, you know how on his she's like, you come in 90, she comes in 10, okay? So doing it like that type thing, cat and mouse. Transactional. Transactional is what are you going to do for me and I will do this for you, okay? So you going to eat my pussy and I'll suck your dick. You going to fuck me from behind and I will ride your dick, okay? And that's transactional. I need you to do something for me and I will do this for you. Okay, and this is like similar to the love language acts of service, but acts of service is more just like you do something for me and that just makes me feel loved. Like that's but similar, very similar. Okay, just different things. Desire. Desire is they need to feel loved. They need to feel wanted. They need to feel that from you. For instance, you'd be like, oh, baby, you look so good. I like the way that dress is wrapping around your curves. Your hair is so beautiful. Your face is just so gorgeous. I want to munch on it. You know, just whatever. <laughs> okay? Don't be doing all that. I mean, they might not like that. I don't know, but just express your physical attraction to them, maybe with words. It could be with physical touch, but 
you got to express that desire for them, for them to be turned on. And last but not least, and this is actually my turn on trigger, and you want to know how you can figure out your turn on trigger, you can figure it out by going to Sham Booty's um, website. I think it's called The Game of Desire, which is her book. I suggest you guys read it. It's super duper amazing. But her Game of Desire website, I think it is on, and she has a bunch of quizzes on there, and you can look at the turn on triggers quiz and fill it out and do it that way. Don't just decide, oh, this is my turn on trigger. Like actually take the quiz and figure it out what your turn on trigger is. That's what I did. And that's how I figured out that I'm environmental. Now you're going to ask me, what is environmental? Environmental is when you need to be like in a clean environment. Okay. I cannot have sex and look over and see trash look over and see laundry look over and see dirt everywhere look over and see bugs or just like a run down area okay it can also be like romantic in a romantic environment like candles or scented like the room smelling good or roses music you know just set the mood Okay, and it's like, it's funny because I like, I didn't realize this until, of course, you take the test and then you're like, wow, this is really true because I have been like, for instance, I've been to a sex club before. I'm not going to say the name of the sex club because I just don't want to just like trash anyone, but this is just how I felt in that environment. I didn't like it. I, I just felt like it was a little run down and that I felt dirty in there and I just didn't want to have sex there and I wouldn't have sex there. So it was just like I couldn't do it. Like my pussy would never be able to get wet in that environment just because, no, mm-mm. like I can't because the environment was just not hitting for me at all. And it's just like being in someone's place and it's dirty and stuff. I can't. Being in a place where I feel unsafe, I cannot. Being in a place where I have to question anything about my environment or the person, I cannot. I just can't. Like, that is just not going to be a good situation for me at all, okay? So, environmental is me. Gotta make sure it's right. Make sure it's tight. Make sure it's good, okay? All right. Moving on from turn on triggers, which turn on triggers are a form of foreplay. And it's, it's pretty much just like a way to create foreplay for that certain person. And we can just go ahead and dive into foreplay. And what is foreplay? Foreplay is literally anything that is pre-sex, before sex. It is playing around. It is exploring. It is the anticipation. It is sexual suspense. It is sexual appetizers or sex appetizers. It is literally anything. Foreplay can be from talking to touching to kissing 
to a conversation, which is talking. I get it. But dirty talking. Being like, oh, baby, I want your hard, big dick and my tight, wet pussy. Okay? (laughs) That can be a form of foreplay, okay? Or touching them. I love when someone softly touches me or uses an object to softly run down my skin. That's amazing. And that is really going to just like shin quivers, stand quivers down my spine. Or just staring into your partner's eyes, deep into their eyes. That's a way to build intimacy. And chemistry between you guys. I've literally. um, There's like some study or something. It's like an experiment. Where you literally look into someone's eyes. For a certain amount of time. And it creates this intimacy. And it is proven to work. But I can't remember how long exactly it is. But if you look it up you'll be able to find it. I might try and look it up. So I can actually have the right time in my head. And it's another fun thing you can do for foreplay is play games. Like I have actually two different like sex or sexual games. One of them is not technically like a completely sexual game, but it does have a sexual side to the game. Like it has different decks of cards and each deck of cards is different levels and like for instance maybe different people you can play it with like you have a deck for your family you have a deck for a date you have a deck for friends or a deck for someone you are dating or in a relationship with so that's fun I also have a truth or dare card game which is that shit will get you in trouble very quickly okay so make sure you play with the right people but those are just like two fun things like you can just get games and there's plenty of other games you can do it doesn't have to be a card game I know they have like board games that you can play and whatnot and that'd just be super fun like I love playing games and playing sexual games are even funner you know especially when you don't know what's coming up uh so much fun so foreplay is a connection between two people mentally physically And emotionally, that leads to sex. So foreplay is literally a complete package. And sex is too. Sex is mentally, physically, and emotionally. For instance, the best sex is mental. Like you, for one, need to mind fuck a girl before you fuck her. And that's my gem I'm dropping today, okay? Mind fuck her before you actually fuck her, okay? If you don't, then you're doing it wrong. Okay? But people also forget that foreplay is supposed to be fun. And a lot of people see it as a chore because they like to rush to sex. But you realize the more time you spend on foreplay, the more work you put into foreplay, the better the sex will be. Okay? Women are like ovens. You need to warm them up. We're like an iron. Warm us up before we can actually put in some work, okay? Got to get this pussy wet before you try to stick it. You don't need to be sticking your dick 
and a dry ass vagina, okay? Because that shit's not gonna work. It's gonna make your dick raw and it's gonna make her pussy raw, okay? We don't need none of that. That shit is fucking for high schoolers and middle schoolers, okay? And I just wish they wouldn't do that shit either because that shit is just, no one should go through that fucking, fucking dry because you ain't have no foreplay. Because you ignorant to it and you think that it's a waste of time or it's just a chore. Well, shit, you don't need to be having sex if you think foreplay doesn't go with it or that foreplay is a chore, okay? Don't be having it because that's just childish in my eyes, okay? And we trying to, we all are adults and we gonna be adults, okay? And we gonna have this foreplay. And foreplay should be a minimum, I repeat, a minimum of 15 minutes, okay? If it's anything less than 15 minutes, you have a problem. Why would it be less than 15 minutes? And that should be for both of y'all. Like, when I say less than 15 minutes, like, that should be both of y'all. Like, 15 minutes is not a lot, especially when you split it in half. That is seven and a half minutes per person, okay? That's not much at all. So, maybe foreplay should be at minimum 20 minutes, okay? 10, 10 minutes on each person, you know? Equal opportunity over here, okay? We love both male and females and whatever you want to call yourself. Non-gender specific or non-binary, okay? But foreplay is a must. Minimum 15 minutes, okay? And I really want y'all to try it. Like, if you aren't big on foreplay, then try it. Try a minimum of 15 minutes and again it doesn't necessarily have to be giving each other head sucking dick eating pussy it can be you touching your partner massaging your partner you kissing your partner you talking to your partner you looking at your partner like foreplay can be a wide range of different things okay don't limit yourself to just giving head or receiving head because you can have a lot more fun so don't do that, okay? I want you guys to have amazing sex, awesome sex, and I want you guys to have amazing orgasms. In order to do that, have that foreplay in there, okay? So relax, have fun, foreplay, foreplay, foreplay. And you know what? It's funny because when I was younger, guys would literally try and do this, oh, I'm going to kiss her once and then try to stick your dick in. Like, what? Like, I really honestly didn't understand that. Like, guys, like, I really want to understand, I really want to know, did guys think that girls are just always wet or that we're just going to get wet like that? Like, mm -mm, no, no, baby, no, it don't work like that. You have to get a woman wet. And, I mean, some people might disagree with me when I say this, but this is how I feel. I feel like a woman is... Her wetness really depends on you. Unless she has a medical condition or she just mentally is not there, her wetness depends on you. Like, because if you don't get her there, even though your orgasm is your own responsibility, if you don't do the foreplay and, like, help her arouse her, then it's partially your fault because... It takes two to tango, you know, and she's trying to have sex with you and get turned on by you and stuff, and you ain't doing your job, you know, so I need you to do your job, 
I need you not to be lazy. And, like, I really, like, I truly don't understand why. I mean, I'm a female, so I'm going to talk about men because I've only had sex with men. And lesbians normally give head because that's one of their main ways of having sex. But I just don't understand why men would think it's okay to just kiss a girl or not kiss a girl and stick their dick in. Like, really, it just truly baffles me. And not to say that I've never experienced that before because I have. That's how I know about it. I've experienced it before where guys just try to stick their dick in you and not even give you no head or do anything. Or I don't think I've ever been with a guy that told me he just does not give head, period. Like, if a guy said that to me, I'm like, deuces, bye. Like, I ain't got time for your childish ass games not doing that okay because that is childish like elementary school okay nope foreplay will teach you to be selfless you gotta be selfless when it comes to foreplay because you are pleasing your partner and not you and one thing I do hate when it comes to foreplay, I hate 69. Like, I really do hate that shit. And I honestly don't understand why people love 69 so much. Because, truthfully, if you're eating my pussy and I'm sucking your dick well, chances are you're not doing a good job at eating my pussy or I'm not really receiving pleasure from it because I'm focused on sucking your dick. Like, if you're going to eat my pussy well, I cannot, like, really suck dick that well. But shit... Maybe you got to be a pro to do stuff like that. But I feel like my I'm going to be distracted, so it may not work. But who knows? I don't know, but I just don't like 69. I don't like it. I feel like I always put in better work than my partners do. So I'm just not with the shit. And on top of that, especially if there's a height difference, then the shit is awkward, okay? So I just, no. 69 is a no-go for me. Let me know if you guys like 69. I just, I really don't understand it very much. This is going to be called Outer Course, okay, or Out Course. And, you know, you guys know some of these already, but, like, titty fucking, fuck a girl with her titties. Um, how to put your dick in the middle of her titties and rub it upside down. You get a foot job, which I've never done a foot job. I've never done titty fuck either before because my titties are not big. But a foot job, I would really love to do a foot job. Um, but I've only like dated one person that had a foot fetish. And it was cool, like, but we didn't, it didn't get far because he was just like, ugh, the worst. And you know what? I'm going to talk about that at the end of this episode because... I'm just going to talk about it, okay? So, a foot job. But I think foot jobs would be pretty dope. Like, uh, I need a somebody that wanted me to do a foot job, you know? But I ain't going to do it on a random person. That's just not going to happen. There is this thing called bagpiping. Now, this is my first time hearing about this when I read this. Bagpiping. I was trying to figure out what the hell, when I read bagpipe, and I'm like, okay, does it have to do something with the balls? But it actually doesn't. It actually has to do with the armpits. 
it has to do with you like having your dick in someone's armpit and just like rubbing it under their armpit and it's crazy I feel like like this might be a little stereotypical when it comes to porn but I feel like a lot of Asian porn or I've seen in Asian porn mostly that the guys will lick the girls armpits and I feel like this might be a thing in Asian culture where they do bagpiping but I haven't really like I watched a lot of porn like I've seen so many different types of porn and I don't think I've seen bagpiping before I might have to look it up to see how it is I'm sure it's not that crazy because it's pretty much just someone's dick fucking your armpit okay just like going back and forth under your armpit I don't know that just makes my underarms itchy like truthfully because my underarms get itchy very quickly okay to wrap up foreplay and just be selfless and have fun with it and realize that the more you pleasure your partner and tease oh don't let me forget teasing teasing is an amazing thing you could do for foreplay I personally love teasing my middle name is tease okay tease Chrissy tease the okay Chrissy tease the okay <laughs> but teasing is so much fun because it creates that arousal it creates that fun it creates that anticipation and that anticipation is what's going to make things much better on <laughs> to my story about about the guy with the foot job i mean the foot job the guy with the foot fetish in what happened with him so this is gonna be normally my segment of the episode where I may read a sex story or a dating story from you guys or I just expect tell you about my own experience today I'm gonna tell you about my own experience so me and this guy went to a drive-in movie I don't remember what movie we went to see this was when the first time I lived in Atlanta and I, um, he already knew he had a foot fetish. So he was just like, okay, let me rub your feet while we in the car. I'm like, cool. I hand on my feet. He starts rubbing them and he starts to kiss them. And my feet are sensitive. Okay. But I also love them to be sucked. I love my toes to be played with. Like, I love the feeling of it, but you just got to know what you're doing because it's that. It's going to be a bit, it's like a fine line between pleasure and tickling, okay? And if you tickle me, I might have to start fighting you, okay? So, he's over here kissing my feet and licking my feet and sucking on my toes. And at this point, it's just like really, really turning me on. But I knew that I did not want to do anything with him at that point. So... Um, it was just like going on and on and on and we end up like finishing the movie. See, that's the thing. I can't remember if we finished the movie or if we left early, but 
He was just like, oh, well, let's go to a hotel or whatever. And I was already skeptical about it because I was just like, I know I shouldn't be like in a hotel or in a room with this man. But some, for some reason, I agreed. And when I tell you this man took me to this roach infested nasty ass motel in fucking Decatur. I was just pissed. I was like, this nigga really took me here. Like, really took me here. I just was at shock. Like, did he really? And it's like, I wasn't like the best when it comes to dating at the time. But I just knew that was a no-no. Like, you don't do that shit completely unacceptable and so I was just going in on him like dude there's fucking roaches in this room like there's seriously roaches in his room and you think I'm about to like have sex with you or do anything with you I don't even want to sit on the bed like it's disgusting in here and the fact that he thought he was going to get some pussy in here and this is where that environmental turn on comes on turn on trigger comes into play I cannot be in a roach motel okay first of all I don't really like motels period I just I don't like motels there's just something about them that I do not like and call me bougie or whatever but I don't like them like I will not stay in a motel if it's about like if I have any power in it okay I will only stay in a hotel or I'll stay in an Airbnb or stay at someone's house that I know but I'm not staying in no motel no sir no ma'am no ma'am so I literally, after me just like going in on his ass, like getting mad at him that he would just take me there. And um, he was just like, fine, yeah, I understand. I was wrong. And he's like, well, let's just go to this other place. No, I am not going anywhere else with you. Take me home. Take me home right now. And sure enough, he took me home. But it's just like, bruh, why would you think that's okay? What, you guys, please don't ever, please don't ever take someone to a roach-infested hotel, okay? Don't take anywhere anywhere dirty. Don't take any don't take anybody anywhere less than four stars, okay? When it comes to a hotel, preferably just don't take them to a motel because motels are the worst. They really are the worst, okay? So don't do that. Please do better. And I didn't talk to him after that. Like, I did not. That was the end of that. And it's so funny. I met him on through a Facebook group. Like, this little Atlanta Facebook group. And I so wanted to, like, blast his ass in the group. But I didn't because that was just, like, not me, you know? It's like I wanted to, but at the same time, I didn't. Because, again, that just wouldn't look good on my part. And I would feel guilty if I did that, so... That is my story of the day when it comes to the guy that had the foot fetish and how it was it would have been very nice of him to know my turn on trigger in that moment because that could have helped him a lot. But it wouldn't have because clearly he wasn't in his right mind. Clearly he was just thinking about getting his nut and was not really caring about me or how I felt about anything or my comfortability. So that's that. Also, if you guys have any advice, any stories, you can send it to the Sex Room Podcast 
at gmail.com. I will gladly, gladly read them on the show. Once I start getting enough of them, I will read them every week or whenever I don't have a story myself to tell. But the advice, I do want to read every episode. So I would greatly appreciate it if you guys trusted me enough to send in some questions or scenarios where you would love to have my opinion or my help. Today, we are going to add When We by Tank onto the Sex Room playlist on Spotify. I pick When We by Tank because, first of all, Tank, Tank makes sexy ass music, okay? And When We is such a sexy song. That whole album is really good. But I love When We and it's just the passion in it and it just makes me feel very sensual and sexy and just I want to rip rip somebody's clothes off, okay? And I want you to rip my clothes off and fuck me, okay? Fuck me real good, okay? So when we will be added to the playlist, you guys, thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys learned a lot from my episode today. Again, if you guys follow my Instagram at Chrissy Doll and follow my Sex Room Podcast Instagram at Sex Room Podcast on Instagram, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. And if you guys were active on both of the accounts when I ask questions and you know when I post things on my story because I would love to hear you guys input on everything that I do. But... I'm going to end this episode here and I love you all. Thank you all. Give me four or five stars. I don't know how many stars it is, but give me the most stars as you can. Or if you're on Spotify, I think you can comment on it. Show your love, show your support, share it with your friends, share it with your people, share it on Instagram. Thank you all. Love always. Peace always. Goodbye.